Hello and welcome to Social Media Ministries. My name is Spencer Kaufman. Thank you so much for being with us today. We're kicking off a sermon series about the 12 apostles. So this is going to be an awesome sermon series. You definitely want to mark your calendar. Make sure that you are here each Wednesday night, 6.30, to stay tuned for all of the messages coming up. Because guess what? This is going to be a 14 part sermon series. Holy moly. 14 parts, 14 weeks, just a little bit over three months. So you can do it. And if you can't do it, don't worry, because we're going to make a playlist that's going to have all of these sermons in there. You can check it out. There's going to be a card on this one, uh, on the YouTube channel, and on every other video in the YouTube channel. Otherwise, wherever you're listening, wherever you're watching, just go there or go to our website and you'll be able to find the sermon series playlist for the 12 apostles. So this is the introductory sermon. This is our first message. We're kicking it off, like I said. So if you are a returning visitor, you kind of know the style. Hopefully you've watched a lot of our sermons. Uh, you've taken part in stuff. You're following us on social media. You've been sharing to help us complete our mission of reaching more people with the gospel, with the Bible, through the use of social media. So we need your help to do that. We also need some finances, so if you feel called to donate, that would be awesome. If you're new here, then this is a great time to hit that subscribe button, to follow us on social media, and stay tuned because, like I said, we're kicking off a sermon series. In addition, uh, try to invite some other people because this sermon series is going to be great. It's on the 12 apostles. Who are they? What are the 12 apostles? Perhaps you don't know. That's okay. These were the 12 disciples of Jesus Christ. These men were hand-selected by Jesus. Hand-selected. Jesus was walking around like an ordinary dude. And now keep in mind, this was, Jesus lived 30 years. 30 years on earth. 30 years in a small little town of Nazareth. Uh, grew up traveling the area, uh, obviously going back and forth to Jerusalem every so often. We know the one story when Jesus was a little boy and he accidentally uh, got left behind and a few days had gone by and his family starts looking for him amongst the thousands of people that, that traveled together in a caravan. So of course they thought he was with the relatives. It's very simple. And, and they end up going back and they find Jesus in the, in the temple courts really educating everyone. And, and he says, you should have known I was here tending my father's business. So even from a little boy, Jesus had a purpose. He had a mission. And for 30 years, he, he became known in, in his area, in the hometown and, and everything. And his parents, Mary and Joseph, his earthly parents, they obviously had more children and Jesus had little brothers and possibly sisters and he grew up as the oldest of a family of who knows how many. And so he had a, a pretty a basic life, a human life. And it wasn't until he was about 30 years old that he began his ministry, his, his calling. So he waited 30 years to live his calling. So don't worry if you're under the age of 30, you still have some time to get things figured out. But when you turn 30, life's going to begin. So you have until 30 to kind of, you know, 
be carefree, but when you turn 30, day one, baby. So, Jesus turned 30. We don't know when. I mean, we, we know when. We had sermons on his birthday. You can check that out. Uh, turned 30. And then went around and started rounding up some people. He gathered these disciples. So as he was walking around, he was teaching, and people are like, this guy is the Messiah. This is the guy. This is the one. This is the guy John the Baptist talked about. This is the guy that, that we've been waiting for. And so they start to realize this. And as they realize this, Jesus is walking around. He says, hey, you, come on, leave your stuff behind. You're coming with me. And he says to this guy, hey, leave everything, follow me. And, the, and they do it. They do it. So these men were hand-selected. They gave up everything to follow him. Let's check out a couple verses. We're going to dive in. This is going to be a heavily uh, biblical text series. We're going to really dive into the scripture because the disciples were all mentioned in scripture and that's really where we can learn most about them. Of course there are other non-canonized texts which are texts that were written during or around that time but they weren't determined uh, not really legitimate enough, but um, well documented or verified. They weren't verified enough to become part of the Bible. So there are other texts out there, other acts of these disciples that you can find and read and draw on and learn more about them. We're going to derive it mainly from the Bible and then we'll grab some kind of common knowledge that would be if you typed in their name on the internet, you would see this. So we're going to use some of that. Of course it is, um, it's not made up, it's verified information. So, all that being said, make sure you've got your Bible ready and warmed up. Find it, dig it out of the closet, find it out of your shoebox, wherever you got it. Uh, open up the app on your phone. Start following along. We're going to go to Luke chapter 6, verse 13. Luke 6, 13. It says, When morning came, he, he being Jesus, he called his disciples to him and chose twelve of them, whom he also designated apostles. So he chose these guys. He chose them to come with him. Matthew 19.27 Peter answered him, We have left everything to follow you. What then will there be for us? Now that's a, a different story. There are two points that I want to kind of segue into on this. Number one, Jesus chose these disciples. Does that mean Jesus hasn't chosen us? No. Jesus chose these disciples to travel around with him, to be his feet on the ground after he left. Obviously, Jesus is God, so he knew what was going on. He's like, all right, he, he knows. He knows the timeline. Jesus knew that when he turned 30, his ministry would start. He would choose 12 men. He would live with them for three years, traveling around, doing as much as he could, and then he would be crucified and go back to heaven. He knew that. So during those three years, he said, I got to get people to carry this on while I'm gone. He needed some leaders. He needed some generals. So he chose these 12 to become the leaders. And then these 12, after Jesus left, went around and got even more. And now, does Jesus just choose those 12 and that's it? No. He chooses everyone. He calls everyone. That's why he has the Great Commission. Therefore, go. He doesn't just say, therefore, go to the people that were there. He says it to everyone. So you are chosen by God. Everyone is. We all are. It's, it's, our, uh, it's our choice whether we want to respond and follow that calling. 
these disciples, they were chosen. They could have said, nope, sorry, Lord, uh, I'm good with my fishing nets. Or, sorry, uh, I like being a tax collector. He could have, they could have said that. They, they instead chose to step into the calling. And so that, that's you too. God is calling and choosing each and every one of us. We can't be chosen by God in order to go to heaven. We can all be saved. We can all be chosen. We can all live our calling for God. He called each and every one of us. Every single person. He called you. It's up to you whether you are going to listen to that calling exactly like the 12 apostles did. They didn't even think. God said, I want you to follow me. And they're like, boom, I'm in. Let's go. We have instances where one disciple told another person about him and there may have been some like, no, I don't really believe it. And then all of a sudden, a few days later of, of doubting, Jesus came and, and instantly it was like everything shifted. They're like, I believe. And the other guy's like, what are you talking about? I, you told me you didn't believe. And we've been fighting over this for three days. And he's like, I know, but I, I saw him now. And, and I don't know what happened. I just, I'm instantly in. And that's what happens. You can fight it for so long, but at some point, accept your calling. God is calling you. He stands at the door and knocks. We, we've had sermons on living your purpose and how you have a purpose. You can check them all out. We've got a playlist. Go to our YouTube channel. Go to our website. You do. You have a purpose and a calling to live for God. He wants us to be fruitful and multiply, to spread the word to all nations, to grow the church, the body of Christ. That means getting more people to believe in him. Just like these disciples did. Their lives are an example for us. Exactly like Jesus was an example for us. We can choose to step into the calling that God is calling us. He's choosing you. Who else? Who, are you, are you going to neglect it? Are you going to go away? Are you going to run? Or are you going to step in to the calling? These Christians, these 12 men, were perhaps some of the greatest Christians that ever walked the earth. Therefore, you should definitely know about them and you should learn about them. And that's what this series is going to do. It's going to educate you on these men. Now, you take a look at some major Christians or crusaders, let's call them, of today. Really, the only one that comes to mind that is huge is Billy Graham. Or another guy that I know, his name is... Uh, Mike Franzine. Now, these people are big crusaders. They've, they've gone around. Uh, Mike, he's been in, I believe it's Mike, he's been in other countries saving people. He's written books. He's got things out there. He's, he's had rallies that have saved millions. Billy Graham, same thing. All over the United States, big rallies. Or the people who put on Promise Keepers, another big, big event. There are people like Joyce Meyer that go around and do things like this. You, you can name a whole bunch of them. But the 12 apostles were, were the first. They were out there doing this. And, and these other big names of today are following after their examples. At least we hope they are in both their personal lives and out and about. You don't have to be that big. You don't have to be the next Billy Graham. But get out there and, and follow what these apostles did. These, this is the most well-known 
group of evangelists in the world. You go anywhere and you can ask people, hey, have you heard of the 12 disciples? Hey, have you heard of the 12 apostles? Many of them are going to say yes, but guess what? Less than 5% of the world's population can even name six. Six. Can you name half of the disciples? How many? How many can you name? How many can you remember? There are 12 total. How many do you know? How many? How many names? Today, that's going to change. By the time this 14-week series is done, you will be able to name all of them. Now, you may not be able to rattle them all off, but you're going to know who they are. You're going to know how they died. You're going to know, more importantly, how they lived. That's what you got to know, how they lived and how you can live following them. You got to commit yourself to learning about these great men. Make an effort to remember who they were and their associations with Christ and the other disciples. These guys were a family. Just like we're a family, brothers and sisters in Christ. However, these guys were a little bit closer than that. A lot of these people were brothers, uh, genetically related. They, some of them could have been cousins. We don't know for sure if they were cousins or not, but for sure they were brothers. Uh, their names, here we go, are as follows. We get this from Matthew, chapter 10, verses 2 to 4. Matthew 10, 2 to 4. These are the names of the 12 apostles. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew. James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. Philip and Bartholomew. Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector. James, son of Alphaeus, and Judas Thaddeus. Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. That's the 12 right there. A lot of them have two names, so yes, it can be confusing. You're really going to be remembering like 24 names, but guess what? My name is Spencer Kaufman. That's two names. You have two names. Some of us have three names. Most of us are known, though, by two names. In addition, there was also a 13th disciple who replaced Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed Jesus. There was a 13th. His name is Matthias or some people call it Matthias, but it's Matthias. Uh, he replaced Judas, although not much is known about him. So uh, it, was up, it was down in the running to two people, and Matthias got the, the lot fell upon him, or he was chosen uh, to, to continue on. But the others still served, and there were, there were many other people. After all, uh, the Gospels, Mark, that's John Mark. He wasn't one of the apostles, but he was one of the people who traveled with the disciples. So he wrote a book and it and it was in it was a gospel, but he wasn't one of the 12 apostles. And so that's interesting. And Luke was Luke one of the 12 apostles? No. But he was one of the men around there. And so we have these people here that were very influential in this time period and but they were still chosen is my point. It's not like these, only these 12 are chosen or that you have to be chosen. Everyone is chosen. Now, some of you out there might say, okay, Spencer, what about that verse that says, many are called, but few are chosen? Hmm? So, only few can do it. And that, that's different. That's a different perspective. But, okay, let's dive into that. Many are called. Yes, we're all called. Few are chosen. That means few of us step into the calling. 
That's what that means. You step into the calling. Everyone is called. God wants us all. He stands at the door and knocks. But few step into that calling and, and then become part of the chosen, the chosen ones. It doesn't mean that we're all called and he only hand selects a few. No, he calls us all and a few of us respond to that calling and become part of the family of God or become part of the chosen, in quotes, so to speak. All right? That's the difference. That's what's going on. So guess what? For those of you who are arguing that you have to be chosen by God or that only certain people can go to heaven or only certain people can be saved, you're wrong. We can all be saved. God stands at the door and knocks. You simply have to step into your calling, respond to him, and, and you are now part of the chosen ones. You can do it. All right, a little bit more about these apostles, about these disciples, while we have some time left today. So we read about them. We know the names. Simon Peter, his brother Andrew. So they're brothers. Simon Peter, who, he's known as Peter in the, in the Bible. So we're going to call him Peter. Peter and his brother Andrew, they're brothers. All right, then we have, we have James and his brother John, the sons of Zebedee, James and John, brothers. Then we have Philip and Bartholomew. Now, Philip and Bartholomew are always put together, and in all the lists, it's Philip and Bartholomew. In addition, when the disciples went out, Philip and Bartholomew usually traveled together, so they were close. They were either really good friends or perhaps they were cousins or related, although it doesn't necessarily say they were brothers. Now we've got also uh, James, which is James son of Alphaeus. He is known also as James the Lesser. And then we have Matthew. Matthew is also son of Alphaeus. So we have both James and Matthew are sons of Alphaeus. Are they brothers? We don't know for certain. Many scholars speculate they were. Many scholars say, no, they weren't. So it's a split decision. But they were both known in the Bible as sons of Alphaeus. So you can either believe that they're brothers or you can believe that they were sons of two different people named Alphaeus, exactly like there are other people in the world named Spencer or John or Luke or Mark or whoever. Whether or not they were brothers is really unknown. It's up for debate. But whether you choose to believe they were or weren't, guess what? You can still go to heaven. Jesus is the way. Now we also have uh, some debate on James the Lesser being brothers with Judas Thaddeus because people say, oh, Judas Thaddeus is also known as the son of James or the brother of James. And if it's one or the other, guess what? It really depends on the translation. What it, what it is, though, is really son of James. And so, again, we'll, we'll get to this when we get to that individual, when we get to Judas Thaddeus, we'll dive into it a little bit more. And when we get into James the Lesser, we'll dive into it a little bit more. But for now, I'm going to just, just say right out that James and Judas were, were probably not brothers. I mean, I would believe that James and Matthew were brothers over James and Judas were brothers. J Judas Thaddeus, that is, or Jude. We know him as Jude. Uh, 
Uh, and the reason is because I believe that there was a James that was Jude's father, and that's how it was known right there. And then this other James, son of Alphaeus, because we, we have Judas Thaddeus, he, didn't, he wasn't known as a son of Alphaeus. He was known as a son of James. And so how could he be James's brother and a son of James unless this Alphaeus guy was also known as James? And then we have all kinds of complications. So I'm gonna, right now what we know, Simon and Andrew, brothers, or Simon Peter and Andrew, brothers. James the Greater and John, brothers. Then we have James the Lesser and Matthew, maybe brothers. James the Lesser and Judas Thaddeus, not really brothers. So that's what we've got. Stay tuned. We've got a great series coming up. We're going to dive into the apostles in order. So we read them in a certain order. They're going to be in order. Next week, we're going to be talking about Simon Peter. So stay tuned for that because it is going to be great. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this time together. I ask that you inspire each and every person out there to return, to come back, to stick with it for 14 weeks. It's a long time, but three months, it's worth it. And Lord, that they would be inspired, that they would step into their calling, that they would become part of the chosen, and that they would follow and live their lives exactly like the apostles did, going out there and bringing more people to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come back next week. It's going to be great. God bless.